25 points, not 50. Uh, and there is more where that came from, of course. So let's look at the state of the New Zealand economy. Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr is with us. Very good morning to you. And good morning. So 3.4. Uh, originally in November, your statement, you said it was going to be 2.5. Now you think it'll peak at 3.4. How fast are things moving? Uh, the moving reasonably fast, but um, not surprising. So it's, you know, the direction is fantastic. It means that growth is... Uh, remained robust both globally and domestically, um, albeit with no shortage of volatility. Um, and it means that interest rates can be renormalised as inflation pressures um, raise its head once again. When you say robust in terms of growth, what's what's a number? Uh, well, we've seen uh, economic growth globally well outpace what I would call it's uh, the ability to supply without creating inflation. So it's out, it's outpaced the potential growth rates of the economy. So we've seen significant, you know, the level of economic activity now is above uh, pre-pandemic levels, and and um, well, and hence you know the real challenge to meet that demand. Uh, that challenge has been uh, made even harder with all of the supply constraints that are going on. So, so growth in the you know three percent plus range uh, internationally, uh, New Zealand no different, and uh, we've been very fortunate with uh, strong export prices and and very strong household and business balance sheets. So, so we're in in good shape, but interest rates need to go higher because we don't want inflation to become embedded. Those supply constraints you talk about, do you have any clue, does anybody have any clue, when it ends? Uh, well, no, um, you know, because you're asking a very, very broad question there. But they certainly ease up significantly, um, you know, over the second half of this year and going forward. And that's in large part because um, people are able to move um, far easier and, uh, you know, the... Omicron virus or COVID-19 virus is being better contained through all of the vaccination. How much of the inflation that we're facing in this country is is our fault, that we've piled it on ourselves as opposed to the imported stuff we can do nothing about? I would say it's about half-half. So, um, you know, we've had the international stuff, as you mentioned, but domestically you're seeing capacity pressures uh, right across the economy. There's not a single indicator we, that we look at that suggests that, um, you know, that isn't at full tilt. You've got, you've got uh, from the labour market through to uh, natural resource through to um, all the transport challenges. So, you know, we've got uh, plenty of very rapid economic growth and, and growing domestic inflation pressures. How... I could read you a text, but I won't. It's a bit lengthy. But there's a fair bit of commentary out there at the moment that says you're too bullish. This is a year, if not next year, that it's all going to hit the fan. That so much of this was fueled by debt. The debt's now, we're, we're, we're tapped out. There's money getting rewritten in banks this year that are on fixed mortgages. People are going to be tight. You've got businesses closing left, right and centre in the CBD. This is going to be an ugly year. And in reality, what will happen is when the economy tanks, you're going to be starting to cut rates in 2023, not keeping on putting them up. Yep, and I could read out a text that says the opposite, that we're uh, too slow and we should have gone by more and quicker and inflation is is high and stable. So, you know, we need to drive the path through the middle of that with our best foot forward. Um, we're only talking about, you know, we need to just probably take a breath and listen to ourselves. We're talking about taking interest rates from 
from the most extreme low level they have been ever um, back to something that is more average mm. um, through time, more neutral. So really, if people are saying, I can't handle that, then they probably shouldn't have been borrowing or leveraging the level that they have. And banks shouldn't have been lending that level. So, you know, a little bit of uh, self-responsibility, please, um, across the banking and financial sector. What about, what's your view on travel? So October, still some home isolation. Lord knows how many tourists come. If, if we opened up, if we actually got things back to normal in that particular part of the sector, a massive foreign income earner, what difference would that make? Uh, well, you know, it will make a significant difference. Well, you know, I've been talking as like economists here on average and aggregate, uh, but there are some sectors that have been extremely um, uh, in, in extreme pain. And we know what they are, you know, the domestic services, particularly those who service international visitors, tourism and so on. So, you know, uh, restoring that to something that looks more normal is is absolutely going to happen. Um, and that will be both a very good uh, boost to the supply side capacity of our economy, you know, so we can have more international labour, more back to business as usual, and likewise we'll have more demand. So you know, there's going to be economic growth, and it'll be both on the supply and the demand side. Not all of it will be inflation or deflation. There's an immigration review going on with the government at the moment. They want to make it harder for people to come here. There is no doubt that there's a labour shortage all over the economy. Does making immigration harder help the economy or hinder it? Uh, I would, you know, not the immigration expert, but I would be certainly saying that uh, prior to the COVID-19, people were worried about being able to absorb the labour and and worried about low nominal wages. And now we're uh, freaking out about the other side of the equation. There must be some sensible sets of policies that are more sustainable between those two extremes. And please don't get wound up by what you currently observe. It's about setting policies for the long term. Precinct properties this morning uh, are saying people have got to get back to the CBD, that CBDs, particularly Auckland and Wellington, are dying, and people at home in fear is doing the economy no good. Is it a fair call? Oh, I think that's that's a that's a fair call completely. Um, you know, a lot of that will happen as people get more comfortable being back out. Um, you know, literally, we're just got to sit out this next six weeks or so. But I have no doubt that people will be back in central business districts. They may be more flexible in their workplace. There will be winners and losers for those who are in the service industries there. But, you know, humanity, we're social animals. You're seeing it internationally. People very quickly come back out and get involved again uh, in work. But commercial property, you know, that has been um, one of the hardest hit by this, by this social, the social restrictions we've seen internationally. Uh, New Zealand, you know, is going through its COVID, uh, its Omicron wave now. Uh, but, you know, normality will resume. Sooner the better. Appreciate your time as always. Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr.